So yeah, I don't mess with Chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are unloyal dogs. Like every time somebody tells you the dog don't bite, I get the shit bit out of me by said dog. Every time, yeah. clockwork. Anybody want to tell me why that is? I, I think it's in the Chihuahuas, to be honest with you. Yeah. They got the little dog complex. I really they got Napoleon really complex. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to prove themselves. Why yep. not? But what's crazy is they're just so like ferocious, and they they think they're being brave. They don't know that they're about six pounds away from getting kicked. Like, but they they really... little football go flying. God forbid. <laughs> uh huh. And then you have our bullies that just think that they are the smallest little dogs ever. So it's complete opposite. Mm-hmm. No, I've had That's my big boy at home. Uh-huh. A friend of mine has a beautiful bully. And I'll tell you what, bullies are a special breed, special dogs. But for some reason, they think they're lap dogs and they're not. Absolutely. Now you got a 100, 150 pound dog crushing your leg. It's going to sleep. But uh-huh. I was just going to say that. Don't make the mistake I did and let them sleep in your bed because they only get bigger and the bed ain't going to get no bigger with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is true. Gorgeous <laughs> yeah. dog. All right, let's get hot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one of the Bully Girl Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Incredible. I'm here with Dr. Taylor. Dr. Taylor, what's going on? Hey, um, I just wanted to introduce uh, our guest here today, Amanda Ruff Garden. She is the owner of Xena's Legacy Bullies here. Uh, And she recently completed uh, the first interview with us back in November of 2022. And we're just super excited to have her back here with us today um, to do some follow-up questions to see how things have been going for her. Um, I did hear from a little birdie that your dog Tank, also known as Blue, is going to be on our next issue, which is 105. Like, how are, How's that going for you? I know that you're pretty excited about that. Oh, yeah. I am super excited to be able to have the opportunity to have Tank on the cover of Bully Girl magazine. It is an honor, and I cannot wait to get him out there and get people to see him more because I think he is a phenomenal stud, and I love that boy, and I love this magazine, and I just can't wait. Super so we can, Tank is cool for episode 105, but you, you got quite the gorgeous dog on your lap now. Who's that? This girl right here is OLK Empress Katana. She is just over a year old and has a lot more growing to do. Jesus. She is going to be pretty much on my new foundation female. Um, The one that I started with, she passed away, unfortunately, so... Have to took a break, start back over, recuperate, replan, and and this is what happened. I ended up having Katana. <laughs> she is she is beautiful, stunning dog. Thank you so much. Um, a big difference I will say because all of my other bullies were much larger than her. This is my <laughs> first pocket bully. Um, and I can say to be honest, I see why a lot of people are downsizing with the breed because although my male is more of a classic structure all the way around, I really like the compactness of the pocket bullies. The <laughs> I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how big does the pocket bully grow compared to a regular bully? Um, I believe the pockets for females are between 14 and 16 inches. I could be incorrect. Things change often. The males, I do not remember the numbers um, off the top of my head. Um, and then what's the next class? I would say classic after the pockets. And I believe then that would be the 16 to 18 for the females. And anything bigger than that, I would just assume is an XL. Yeah. So for people that don't know, let's give a weight comparison. Let's say Tank is about to be on episode, you know, magazine number 105, the cover 105, and Katana. What is the weight difference between these two? 
It's major. Tank is pushing 90 pounds. <laughs> and this girl right here, Katana, she is just about 60 pounds. So wow. there's, a, there's a big difference in my opinion. Um, yeah. And a lot of that definitely has to do um, with the height too. Tank is taller. Tank is about 19 inches tall. So he, he's a pretty tall boy compared to her. She's only, like I said, maybe 13, 14 inches. So, but for her to have this much weight on her at that height, you can see the mass, you see the difference. Like mm -hmm. my boy is so clean and he's got nice muscle definition, everything. But a lot of things that I'm noticing where the people are going with bullies now is they're chasing mass. They want mass, 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 and they're sacrificing structure, structure, structure. I am yeah. not one to want that. I want my dogs to be healthy all the way around. So I'm hoping that by combining Katana in the future with Tank, I'll create smaller versions of my boy, but still keep it clean, keep it correct, have the mass and a little bit of everything. And plus, if I wish you could see my boy, you think this is a big head. <laughs> I want my boy's head on a smaller frame. His head is huge, huge. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, God will, is... we'll get there. Yeah, Tank is such a, a handsome dog. Um, Thank I, you. I saw a few of his pictures and everything um, a few days ago prior to this, this oh, interview. So, yeah, he is he's definitely a looker. Beautiful thank structure you, on you. him as well. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. From the day he was born. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to know what made you get into the bully breeze? Um, Where'd you start? With you, I've always been a big fan of pit bulls. Um, I did a, a lot of volunteering when I was younger at local shelters because my parents were always the type that my insurance is not going to cover having a pit bull. So they were more liability, didn't want me to have them. I mean, I've brought many home and they're like, no, 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 you can't keep them. So and when I got older and I finally had the opportunity myself, um, I actually had a Staffordshire Terrier first. Um, <laughs> And after her, I got my first bully, which was Xena. Um, I actually didn't know much about American bullies, to be 100% honest with you. I purchased her from my cousin, and they breed bullies. So she kind of explained to me what the American bully is and why I should get an American bully instead of a pit bull, because I was really looking for a pit bull back then. <laughs> so it was kind of like a little bit of fate here and there. And they just, once I had one, they grew on me. It is much mm -hmm. different than than the traditional pit bull, than the Staffordshire Terrier. Like you said, they're like big lap dogs. They don't know that they're they're not babies, but yeah, they definitely have the personality of of not what you would think they would for sure. Yeah. They're definitely the true definition of a gentle giant. Absolutely, so, couldn't yeah. agree more. Very well put. <laughs> Absolutely. I love them a lot. We have bullies here. Um, been around them for many of years. Um, so I completely understand. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, Zena's legacy. So sure. I'm going to put Katana yeah. on the floor. I'm sorry. Yeah, I would encourage that. <laughs> Her legs are probably falling asleep with the dogs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She's like, your, your, your lap's a little hot for me. <laughs> okay, so um, the so, yeah. story behind Zena's Legacy Bullies is um, Zena, which was my first bully. Mm -hmm. She was my foundation sure. female um, best friend, protector. She was everything to me. Um, I purchased her, like I said, from my cousin from One Up Kennels. Um, 
I waited until her third heat to breed her. I really was thorough about picking a stud. I wanted to pick someone that was gonna, a dog that was gonna compliment her. Mm -hmm. um, I only bred her once. That first breeding was phenomenal in my opinion. I know everybody's biased, but I was very pleased with the whole litter. Um, they are all doing good. They'll be three in June. Um, Zena passed away about, a year and a half ago, I would say. It was in December yeah. when she had passed away. She ended up getting really sick out of nowhere. I took her mm -hmm. to many vets. I even traveled to Boston. I, I went far with her. They said she had a mass in her chest um, mm -hmm. and it was just too large to operate. They believe it yeah. could have possibly been lymphoma. So my next thing there was now I'm terrified. Okay, I, I'm gonna lose the mom. There's nothing I can do. I'm, I, I have to. I, I tried everything. There were there was there was nothing I could do. So unfortunately, I lost Zena. But from there, I had to worry: Are her puppies gonna have these complications in the future? Is sure. this something genetically that's gonna be passed down generations? I don't even want to breed if that's the case. So my brain was everywhere. But I spoke with many vets, and they all told me the same thing: It is not genetic. Um, the the chances of one of her offsprings having and contributing it in the future is extremely low. They said there's not enough evidence supposedly to link it as in, okay, the parent had it, the child's gonna have it and therefore. So that's kind of like a little backstory um, with Zena, why I chose the name to honor her. Um, after she passed, like I said, I, I actually wasn't gonna read anymore. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I was gonna keep her son. And I was just like, I don't wanna go through this. People don't talk about the losses. They don't mm -hmm. They don't want to talk about that. Um, my heart is in this all day. These are not just tools. A lot of people have programs where their dogs are tools. They spend a lot of time in the kennels. And mine are always with me. Mine are, mine are, mine They're are family right members. So, They're family exactly. members at this point. So, yeah. um, for me, it, it was just more like I really stepped back for, for a while. Um, Katana, I wasn't even really looking, and it just came. I have a lot of friends who are very good um, breeders, thankfully, and I just happened to reach out, and they're like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got one." And I went to go pick up the female, and it actually wasn't even this one. I got there, and I'm like, "This is not the female that I came for." And I am so grateful that these people are the way that they are. It's Luis and Leda from um, OLK Evolutions, as well as Omar. They are wonderful people. They actually helped me pick the right female to breed to take. They explained okay. to me that had I took the female that I originally went there for, even though it's, it's from the same litter, she was gonna be large, how tank is. And I'm never gonna be able to breed down in size if I keep breeding too large, you know? So right. I'm grateful that they steer me in the right direction in that aspect. But yeah, for a while I was looking at Katana and I'm like, you are not the one that I came to get. You are so small. Um, she just looks so tiny to me, but now to see her a year later, I couldn't be more pleased. They absolutely yeah. knew what they were doing. And I'm grateful for the the good direction because there's a lot of, I've been through a lot of negative in this bully game too already. So, yeah. you know, when you have good people on your side, appreciate them and, and take their word and actually listen to it. Don't think that you know everything because you don't. We are still no vice. Well, I am. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of so if we're. Try. If you're talking about listening and taking heed and taking advice from people with experience, let's say somebody who's listening to us bought a brand new family member. They got a new bully. 
in the house and they have to pick this bully's diet. Obviously, you've been successful with raising bullies. You've breeded bullies, right? So talk to me, talk me through, talk us through what a one day's worth of food looks like. What is what are you feeding them? Are you adding stuff into their vitamins? What, what do you feed your bullies to make them as successful and as gorgeous as, as they've been? Absolutely. Thank you. To be very honest with you, I used to feed them the top of the line, the most expensive dog food that I could get. I was pretty much a cana, anything like that. Um, and my vet was like, no, your dogs don't need this. Your My dogs are having allergies. And they told me to switch to um, a salmon and sweet potato. So I do mm-hmm. a salmon and sweet potato kibble. That is like the base, but I add. So I'll add ground beef. I tend to cook the food. I've done raw with, with tank but not with Katana. Katana has a lot more allergies than what Tank has. So I will do the dry kibble and I will add ground beef. Typically, I don't do chicken. I've noticed that with a lot of bullies, they have allergies to chicken. So I just stray from the chicken. But I mean, I've done liver. I've made like the homemade liver treats. I love bacon for them, all that. But typically, sorry to get off topic, just the food would be the dry kibble, ground beef, or another type of cooked meat that doesn't bother their cold stomach, anything like that. And vegetables. My dogs love vegetables. I could get them yeah. to eat anything from Brussels sprouts to broccoli. To I carrots. can't get my dogs to eat no vegetables. I like vegetables. So <laughs> they're they're always on my tail about whatever I got. So I'm like, here you go. And they, they're all for it. Um, certain fruits I'll add in here and there. Maybe some blueberries. I'm a little bit more picky about fruit, apples. But you need to be very careful because the seeds have poison in them. So, I mean, yeah. You got to really do your research because just because we can eat it don't mean they can eat it. And just because it looks good when people are showing their dogs eating it don't mean that your dog can eat that too. And gradual, anything you're putting in the food, start with one thing. Don't start like how I said, throw all of it in there at once because you don't know. What if your dog has a reaction? You're not going to be able to Mm -hmm. pinpoint what is causing it if you're throwing all these new foods at once. So. And the only other thing is cheese. My boy's very picky, very picky. So um, I blame it on my husband. My husband got him hooked on sharp cheddar cheese. So if I don't put <laughs> sharp cheddar cheese in that bowl, my dog looks at me like I am the devil and They're he offended. don't have nothing to do with it. I literally let it <laughs> sit course. and he'll just be like, yeah, no, I could put a little tiny shred over the bowl. He's like, yep, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, my dogs have a weakness to cheddar cheese too. Like if I have to give them like a medicine or something and I sneak mm-hmm. it into a little bit of cheese, they'll gobble it up and nobody's. Like nobody's yeah, business. I, I would have never knew. I mean, way back when, when I first had my litter, people were telling me when I was taking pictures, oh, use cheese as bait, use cheese as bait. And I'm like, but they can't even eat it. They're so tiny. But it is true. It's something they, they love cheese. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like you've done a lot of research when it comes to feeding dogs and things like that. Did you stick with the same diet previously when you had pit bulls? Um, to be honest with you, I wasn't adding as much. Really yeah. back then I would be a hundred percent honest with you. The the top of the line I think was Yukonuba when when I yeah. had pit bulls. So we didn't have half of the options that we have now. I surely wasn't adding anything into it. And if I was, it was stuff that they should have not been eating. Like I, there was mm-hmm. like hot dogs, whatever I'm eating here, you go chicken nuggets. Like I wasn't as wise when I was younger. <laughs> I say yeah. they were built tougher, though, to be honest with you, because they were able to eat all that stuff, no problem. And they still look great. They didn't have the allergies that these bullies. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I love uh, I love how educated you you are. And, you know, this is fairly new to you. Um, yes. Having bullies and things like that. And um, mm-hmm. how many how many American bullies do you actually own right now? I currently have two. 
Yep. Two. Okay. It's not an sync. Yeah. I keep it small, keep it simple. Like I said, I I've had opportunities to take on more. And at one point mm -hmm. I did have another male, but um people don't talk about this either. When my female went into heat, both of those males who used to be best friends were not best friends no more. Competition. Yeah. So, yeah, Lord yeah, of the flies. Yeah. Yep. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. People so don't talk times, about that to so. the point where um, I couldn't keep the other male no more. I had to bring them back to the people who gave them to me because I'm not going to take a chance of anything happened to either of them. But at the end of the day, Tank is my baby. He comes first. Yeah, I right. love that boy. So I right. was like, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is not going to work out. And I mean, they were shocked too, because he never had any issues with any other dogs. But ever since then, um, he wasn't good with any other dogs. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Tank is, but the other boy is not. So, I mean, yeah, no, I keep it simple. Keep it, keep it just them for now. In the future, um, I'm definitely gonna keep. Well, God willing, if it works out, I will keep a female for my breeding so I can continue the bloodline. So, but so you mentioned the future, so you kind of opened it up for my next question. Yes. Right. What is the future of your kennel? Like, where do you see yourself and your dogs in the next three to five years? Um, that's a great question. To be honest with you, I'm really hoping, like I said, that I can do that breeding with Tank and Katana. And, and I really want to produce a smaller version of, of Tank. I, I'm sorry, okay. I almost call him Blue. <laughs> a smaller, Tank, more compact Blue. version of him because he's just the perfect dog to me. He's just really big and really, uh, he doesn't know his size, how we discussed earlier. <laughs> so if I could do that, that's it. And, in my aspect, that's what I want to do breeding wise. I want to downsize, but keep that clean structure and keep it correct. And I don't want to add any faults. I want I want to just keep it clean and good. But in another aspect, I really do want to get him back out to shows. People have been pushing me back to get him out yeah. there and and I've been slacking on it. I won't lie. So hopefully I could get him out there and I know I know I could get him some titles. So hopefully yeah. I'll get more active in the show ring. Even if I'm not showing him, just get him out there, socialize with people and the community, meet more people who are involved with bullies. Um, sometimes that's a good thing and I'll be 100% honest. Sometimes it's not that great of a good yeah. thing. There's everybody that's involved with bullies are not friendly. <laughs> There's a lot of, a lot of people are competitive, honest. right? Yeah, it's super, it's super competitive. Uh, yeah, world. absolutely. But, you know, the, the more shows and stuff you go to, you start to become accustomed to everyone that's around, and, and then you start mm -hmm. to build the things like uh, the community, uh, friendship, right. everything. Right. Um, but I, at the end of the day, I feel like everything is everything, and everyone is in competition with something. But you know what? That's it the problem. Is, like she mentioned in her old interview. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead, Amanda. Yeah. No. See. My thing is, I wish that people were more um, willing to share their knowledge, especially in the mm -hmm. show aspect. I mean, I did a lot of ABKC shows when I first started, and I was, to be honest with you, I was pissed. I was yeah. pissed because they don't tell you categories. They don't tell you classes. You look at your dog and, and you say, okay, my dog is this. I've always thought my dog was this. You get to a show, the dogs that are in that class are not what that class is. They're putting bigger dogs, more mass dogs in, in, a, in a class that shouldn't be in it. The classes are not organized how they should be. So there's a lot of confusion as that. I put my dog in, into two wrong rings already because I didn't know his accurate class. Um, mm -hmm. I asked people who are there who are judges, uh, they have a wicket. Can we measure his height? Can I get some type of a basis? Um, look for a junior handler. How am I supposed to know who a junior handler is? This is all new to me. If you are a yeah. host of, of a accredited show, you should be able to to help someone who wants to be helped. Like that's there. It's just, 
it was very disturbing, kind of pushed off. And I know I had a few people tell me before I even went that um these shows can be very biased. The judges are going to pick their friends' dogs. Um, I'm not saying all of the shows are like that, but where I am right. out here, um, I, I'm in Massachusetts. So the most shows that you will see for an ABKC show is going to be in Pennsylvania. Um, and to be honest with you, people were telling me who was going to be picked as a winner before I even went. And it was hands Before down. they even arrived at the, at the show. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a lot of it to me, I feel like it's rigged. I feel like I was wasting my money, wasting time traveling. Um, but all shows are not like that. I do not want to discredit the ABKC by any means because I do like the ABKC. But um, the shows that I just been to, I just feel like they 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 didn't do me justice how they should have. And not even in regards to to showing my dog the recognition that he needs because it wasn't even that. It's just the whole fact that um, why can't you help somebody figure out like the whole the whole way the show works in general period like they they don't have schedules like that like i i would travel six hours to get there and the show doesn't start till this time and and it gets complicated people don't understand that it's, it's a long day a very long day it's i don't think it's as organized as it could be that's for sure okay so i'm glad that we're on this topic um one of my questions that i definitely wanted to ask you just following up with your previous interview with us uh, is is about Tank. I know that one of your yeah. goals set for this year was to earn yeah. his champion title. So yes. have you, I know we're only into May right now, but yeah. have you been able to get him back out to any of the ABKC shows to sort of earn a little bit more points or anything like that? No, I actually booked a booth at a show that was in Pennsylvania. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. I wasn't able to make it out to that show. So they accredited me the booth for another show that's coming up in July. But it's actually I think it's in um, possibly Georgia, I could be incorrect. So I have to look into it. Um, okay. But there is another show coming up uh, June 10th, I believe, Allentown. That's a big ABKC event. So hopefully we'll be able to make it out to that one. Um, we shall see. There's not a lot of ABKC events in my area, so pretty much so I have to to travel pretty far to get him. Yeah. But I've heard that the shows down south are way better, to be honest with you, so maybe I do need to travel down there. I mean, you can come on down and see for yourself. I'm here in South Carolina. You'll definitely see a different really? range of dogs down here, just like you'll see mm -hmm. up north, down south, you'll see out mm -hmm. in the west. All the dogs you'll start seeing, they're a little bit different. I'm supposed um, but, to go to North Carolina next week for a breed, and hopefully we'll see how it goes. Yeah, wow. so it'll be awesome. nice Welcome to the South. get a feel of the area. Okay, um, so that that's awesome. Um, you know, I I can't wait to see him back out there in the show ring and everything. Um, he is he's definitely a beautiful dog, and thank you. Yeah, just having him out there will definitely get you more uh, recognition. And Absolutely. the more shows you go to, like I said, the more it becomes like family. And so you'll mm -hmm. feel a little bit more comfortable um, yeah. going to these shows and kind of understand how they, they operate and things. So right. um, have you ever thought about taking uh, Tank, aka Blue, or Katana mm -hmm. to any of the other registries other than like ABKC or um, maybe BRC or ICBR or anything like that? Absolutely. I don't know too much about the other registries. So if anybody wants to fill me in with that information on how I could get him going at some of those shows, I'm definitely for it. I have him actually dual register with UKC. The UKC okay. is a bit different. Um, yeah. A lot of people told me if I didn't like how ABKC did it to go to the UKC because they're strict. They're like, you're, yes. you're going to get you're going to get the schedule, the routine, everything that you want if, if you go through UKC because they're more formal. 
But um, I, just, I don't know too much about the BRC or the second one that you mentioned. So if you guys yeah. can give me that information, I would absolutely be interested in bringing him to, to any event pretty much. So there is another one. Um, I think it's June or June 24th. There's actually going to be one out here in Springfield, Massachusetts for the first time at the Mass Mutual Center. They are doing a bully, a bully show. And it's not an ABKC one, but it is a show for everybody. And I'm super excited for that one. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that another thing that um is definitely showed in the Bully Girl magazine are show pictures from different registries that yes. are around the United States and everything like that. So um if you haven't subscribed, definitely do that. I would recommend it. Um, but yeah. I have one more question for you before we close sure. things out here. Um, okay. is there anything that you would like to see more of in the next issues of Bully Girl magazine? Um that's a great question. I love the content that's already in the Bully Girl magazine, and I'm not gonna. Not, I, I really don't know what more we can add to it than what you've got going on. I mean, I even just got an email the other day for a bunch of recipes, like from you guys, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. And the last issue had a bunch of recipes too. So, um, I honestly, I am not 100% sure what I would like to see more of. I really like the concept that's already in there. Um, okay. Maybe, like you said, maybe more information about some of those shows. I don't know if that's a possibility, something like that. Um, okay. But other than that, the content is already great. I, I, I don't mess with what's already good. <laughs> yeah. it, it is pretty amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I love seeing the new kennels or kennels who have already been there, but it's new to me because every every time I'm reading an issue, there there's new kennels. There's it's it's very interesting to me. I love to see different people's point of views on their programs and where they want to go with them. The same mm -hmm. thing, like how the feeding, everything. I I think you guys got a lot of bases covered. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, we definitely appreciate your time and everything you have, you know done with us and for us these interviews and then tank aka blue gonna be on the next issue that we have issue 105 um and if you have any questions or anything feel free to to inbox us on instagram on the Thank website you. um but before we close out i just wanted to mention that this podcast was sponsored by snubbies um and then you can go to www.snubbies.com and it is s-n-u-b-b-i-e-s dot com and if you use code b-g-20 you'll get 20% off the entire order all right well with that being said ladies and gentlemen once again this was episode one of the bully girl magazine podcast show we appreciate you amanda for coming on for showcasing your dogs we look forward to episode 105 to see tank on that front cover and going back to the community piece i think now that your dog is being featured it's going to open a lot more doors from you from there moving forward absolutely thank you guys so it was a pleasure thank you so much for having me i'm grateful grateful to be a part of this well we're grateful to have you Dr. Taylor, I think it was a good one. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Take care, guys.